Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Frontier presents A Tale of Two Homes. I moved in with Frontier Gig Fiber and have been gaming, streaming, and video chatting up a storm with super fast speeds. And I moved in without it and haven't. So you don't have a 100% fiber optic network with 99.99% overall reliability? That's correct. Well, it's never too late to upgrade. Don't just move. Move up with Frontier. Switch to Frontier Gig Service and get a $200 Visa reward card on us. Go to Frontier.com slash moving for complete offer details. Service is subject to availability and all applicable terms and conditions. Gino, there's people in the chat saying they didn't watch Rebellion. Should we do it? Should we change the entire script and not cover Rebellion? I mean, really, for these people that didn't watch Rebellion, we got to show them Rebellion. We got to sit down and watch this three-hour event for these people. We got to watch together. That almost became... That almost became what this was going to be. I was I, I watched Rebellion uh, kind of early this morning, throughout my lunch break, got home, watched what I missed. I watched some of it at work, to be honest, for all my coworkers who, who are tuning in Whoa, now. catch the buzz, feel the sting. Oh, a bunch of Trovo eggs from Ernest the Spliff Miller. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Vleeties, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are here early if you're listening live. By golly, Gino, it's 7 p.m. Central Time. I have to go to the airport at 10 to pick somebody up. And guess what I found out? I had this errand. When did you find out you had this errand? Like at, like at 1 p.m. Like somebody, my, my, my dear mother, who I love, she messaged me. She was like, hey, uh, your stepdad's not here. Can you go pick up your aunt from the airport? Now, keep in mind, my dad was just here. He went to the airport this morning. I didn't have to take him. But you know what? I will never. And I live next to, I'm pointing for the podcasters, I'm pointing because there's an airport about three minutes that way but they're not flying into that airport they're flying into the one that's 25 minutes away so now i gotta drive to to dallas proper not dfw to to go and grab my aunt which is fine we were able to pivot and we have a strict itinerary because what happened this weekend gino well what happened this weekend? we had an amazing impact wrestling premium live event actual pay-per-view <laughs> on fight tv that you had to pay for it was not part of the impact plus subscription don't you get annoyed by that sometimes where, like, I have this ultimate insiders. I feel very special. But some months all they're doing is, like, one match from a from a podunk little town. We have a digital exclusive, and it's just, like, Morrissey versus a jobber. It's like, I, I pay five bucks a month for this. You guys can't. You guys can't give me rebellion. You want forty more dollars? Just raise the price to my Impact Plus, so that's incorporated into the into that price. But this was a pay per view. Now, now you already spoiled it. You thought it was an amazing event. I had a feeling you would feel as such. I'm trying to play it a little closer to the vest and not let people know exactly what I thought about it. So we'll go match by match. I took notes. Uh, I want, you know, as I was watching, I had a computer and I was just, I was taking a couple notes here and there. So if I missed anything, I'm sure you can correct me. But for those who hadn't seen it, yes, Impact uh, Rebellion, their second pay-per-view this year was live. Poughkeepsie, New York was the location, which I thought was odd. Gino, has there ever been like a good wrestling event or like an important wrestling event in Poughkeepsie? Not that I can remember, but I think this is the start of a new future where Poughkeepsie will become a wrestling town, the biggest wrestling town in New York. Well, and they kind of didn't make a lot of the references that I thought. I mean, like there was a plethora of New Yorkers on this card, like Macklin's from New Jersey, Hackensack, uh, New Jersey is where Deanna's from, uh, the major players, they're both from New York, there's kind of a tie in there. Uh, there was, a, and even uh, the Bariqua Badass, she's from the Brick City, which I believe is Newark, New Jersey, like there was a lot of northeast tie-ins to this event a lot of wrestlers could be billed from poughkeepsie new york morrissey is another new yorker there's just a lot of new yorkers on this card so it does make sense that it's in poughkeepsie but it didn't feel like anyone had any sort of any home court advantage right yeah there was no home field advantage for this event everyone was in their own element here and it was just a great top to bottom card that we got these people yes they could have been from new york and the only person who would have been able to make reference to these new yorkers and new jerseyans would have been matt striker 
Oh, we needed Matt Stryker on this card. It was the first time I missed him. Because even when uh, the second match was was for a title, I was wondering, where's Matt Stryker? And now we begin our championship portion of the evening. I really was upset that I didn't get didn't get Matt Stryker for this card. But I so I didn't watch the pre-show. There was a pre-show though, right? Because here I am turning this thing on and it opens with with a triple threat match. And I'm thinking, okay, wasn't there something else that didn't quite make this cut? Didn't wasn't there a singles match between people that didn't make it onto the main show? Yes, we had three matches on the pre. Well, two one there was an extra dark match that's going to be on BTI. That's Kenny King versus Crazy Steve. But we had two dark matches that were on the pre-show. We had Andy Edwards facing Chris Bay because sadly Jonathan Gresham could not make it in time because of his concussion from a couple weeks back. Right. So we had this really good match with Chris Bay and Eddie Edwards. And Eddie Edwards, the only guy, well, the first guy of Honor No More that won a match. To support Iron No More to get this big win for Iron No More on the pre-show. Iron No More needed a huge night, and uh, kind of it, it was impressive, but it wasn't the night that I was expecting whatsoever. Yes, uh, but and let- then the other—I oh. was going to say—the other match of the dark segment was a title match. We had the Influence versus the Inspiration, where the Influence got to be able to get the big win and retain their titles, like I knew they would. Cassie and Jesse do not deserve these titles yet. Oh, so the influence kept him. See, I did not expect that. Because K- I know Caleb left. There were kind of rumors about what was going to happen. I don't know if the influence, I don't think they're in it. I, for some reason, they're just not in it. It's, you know, like, they're not there full time. I don't know if it's a it's a travel issue or a visa issue. But I thought when they were going to come to Impact, I thought every show was going to open with them cutting a promo like, like they wanted Raw to be. So I, I'm still waiting for for them to be all in on this. Like you look at Jonah, Jonah, I thought was a guy that would show up for a month and then leave. He's full time. He's had like nine matches in the past two months. These, inf- uh, these uh, inspiration people, where are they? Yeah. They're only occasionally come here in the States. I don't know if it is like a travel issue because like how much they had to like stay for a few days, didn't go back. If that's not technically work that they're able to do, like, I don't know what the issue is, but they do get to come for these events and it was a really good match, but the influence is the one team that is staying here impact full time as they should. Master Anthony you Nashville remember Friday. when we super kicked you right in the face? I've been dirty. Welcome to the party. I've been dirty. And yeah, speaking of dirty, Madison Rain looks amazing. She looks so good. It's shocking because they even referenced her, I think, on this show as like a future TNA Hall of Famer, which is so true. And you you wonder she never did she never did the WWE things. She probably had a couple tryouts with Sammy Guevara, but her career in TNA is really like something to marvel. Like wow, she only had a career in TNA and it went really well. Because you even look at Velvet, you look at Angelina Love, that whole Beautiful People stable, for a while, that was a very, very, very important part of the show. So It really was. Yeah. And one thing I do want to quickly bring up, since you brought up her baby, she was there for one event. That was the Mae Young Classic. Right. Yes, she did go to the And that, that almost was like a salute to her. Like, hey, we see you out there, Madison Rain. We know you've had a good career. And she just kind of came in as this cagey veteran. Even her return, because she's retired like three times, by the way. That's the other thing with Madison Rain. But now she's back, and she looks just as good as she did when she was in her prime. She's a mom. And her and Tennille, I like them as champions, because even Tennille was another person that left WWE, and it seemed like she was going to make a big splash. And she has in TNA only. Like, everybody kind of was thinking, oh, she's going to be all elite, or oh, she's ready to go do this, and... It's been refreshing for a TNA loyalist like myself who puts up with this shit all the time uh, to, to see them both stick around. So I agree with you. I think I look at the inspiration as, well, we were in WWE and we just needed another place to work. Like they got the pop at Bound for Glory or Hard to Kill, whichever. And it's like since then, it's like who cared? They haven't really done anything of note. Um, other than look hot a couple times. Like it's just Impact likes them for their social media posts, but they don't really use them on TV. So let's get to the meat, Gina. Was there another match? That was it, right? That was all the matches of the pre-show slash the one dark match that's going to be on BTI this week. Perfect. So I watched this pay-per-view. For me, Gino, it started with Switchblade. I was so confused. Like, this match first? Well, I think first it started with Macklin. Now, I was sent several messages. Nathan Weller sent me some. Uh, somebody I don't know on Twitter sent me one. Uh, 
why did Steve Macklin come out looking like Black Rain? What happened? Is this part of an, is he trying to make like the Punisher skull thing like part of his gimmick or was this a we need to make this guy more interesting? What do we do? We need him to look like he just looks like a generic guy with nothing. We need face Whoa, paint. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Thank you, Vega Wars. Uh, I, thank you for the chicken winner. Gino, what did you think of this look? Were you for it immediately or did it kind of were you against it? What was your initial reaction? I didn't mind the face because I know like I saw a few times he did have like his jacket had the design of that face. So I'm like, okay, so he kind of has a Punisher inspired look. So maybe he'll do that for face paint. He did. And I was like, you know, it doesn't look too bad on him having this face paint. He looked really great in this match against Chris Saban <laughs> and Jay White. What'd you think of that jacket though? He was wearing like a trash bag. He looked like viscera a little bit. It ca- he had like the, what did it even say? It said may hit. Was it? A, oh no. It was uh, enemy towards front or something like it, the whole thing was just, it was this big, poofy, plasticky, leather, black jacket-looking thing. He looked like he was wearing a trash bag. So what do you think of the jacket? I I didn't have any issue with the jacket, because I do like this just part of this one entrance. He's not going to have this long time. This is just going to be a special jacket. Then he'll have, like, another jacket for, hopefully, when Wesley Blake comes here, we're going to have the prisoners of war in the evening. Oh, it was, it, it, he looked terrible, though. I got to be honest. When he walked out... I was really worried about how this night was going to go because I know it's a pay-per-view. So sometimes with Impact, since they only have four of these, they do try new things out or debut new things like this. will Like, we'll see how this gets over with because I'm assuming they have more eyes on them when they isn't that weird how, hey, you have to pay for this one. But that's the one people seem to watch. Like people don't want to watch the weekly shows, but they'll gather around like, hey, I might order that Impact pay-per-view if you guys want to come over this weekend. So maybe that's like this look, it didn't work for me. He looked very juggalo ish. So I, I was immediately hoping for somebody else to come out and kick his ass. And Chris Saban came out looking great. I missed the motor city machine guns music. Has he not been using that for a couple of weeks? Cause I feel like sometimes I hear it and sometimes I don't. It's only when they're both together. Normally like when, Shelly's also in his corner. So when it's just one, they have their own deep. Okay. Shelly has his and Saban has his. I miss, it's not, yeah, I miss you, Hail Saban too. I was going to say, I miss Hail Saban. Yeah, that's I was just going to say. I miss when the song started with Hail Saban. And I even think back to, gosh, he's been doing this a long time. He's never, He was never in WWE, right? Like there was never any any smells from him, huh? Saban, no. I think Shelly was there for with him and Kushida. We had the time splitters for a very short time. Uh, so yeah, I I love Chris Saban and Jay White came out. Now I'm I'm a big fan of Impact Wrestling. I'm under the impression we were trying to protect Jay White. So, uh, but mo- most of my notes here, uh, Steve Macklin looked pretty good in this match. Now I hate Steve Macklin. I think he's the worst. Um, like a lot of it, but a lot of the good things in this match were centered around him. Like you figure Saban and Jay White were going to be hitting all these incredible moves, and they did, did. But it was still like Steve Macklin was doing suicide dives in between the first and second rope. I didn't know he would like could do that. Uh, he did a couple. He did like a. He did a super. He did a lot of cool shit in this match, yep. and it did sort of as the match was going on. I, I just kept thinking. He's going to win this fucking match, isn't he? Like, he's got the face paint. And he came out first. They don't know if he's a heel or a face. They're letting the crowd kind of decide. And by golly, he won the fucking match. Now, you're saying they protected Jay White. I think Jay White looks like a little bitch after eating a cradle shock he, and then letting that pinfall happen t- six feet away from him. He couldn't defend himself because the cradle shock is that devastating. Move. He could not have done anything about it. It was an amazing Yeah, match. he got bitched out. He got no, knocked he out. he didn't get pinned. He didn't get pinned. That's thing. You're protected if you're not pinned. Saban, he could take pins. Jay White could not get pinned right now. They know this. But Jay so White Jay was pinned White by Saban like a week ago. Yeah, he's okay. That was a week ago. That was Impact. <laughs> we don't know about Impact. Impact does not matter. It's about the pay-per-views they care about. The weekly show, he could get pinned there. But the pay-per-views, you protect him by not getting pinned. Uh, That's why we had a triple threat. Because if it wasn't, it was going to be Macklin versus Jay White. And Jay White would have lost. Well, and I think we're going Macklin versus Josh Alexander now. And it, no spoilers on how this event ended. But... Uh, like it just the way they're treating Macklin with a big win, and I know you're saying you didn't pin Jay White, but the score like the scorebooks will show he beat Jay White tonight, and even Tom Hannafin made sure that we all knew Steve Macklin beats Jay White and Chris Saban in a triple threat match. Like it was, oh my gosh, they're really gonna try and sell it that oh Macklin's the new guy, Macklin's our new guy, 
And again, this is what killed TNA for me the first time. EC3, Derek Bateman shows up, pushed to the front of the, front of the line. I'm not a big fan of these kind of guys. You know, I'm not liking uh, Punisher face Macklin. And I have a strong feeling on Thursday, Josh is going to come out with his son and be like, I did it, you guys. And then Macklin's awesome song is going to hit and he's going to, they're going to start a war. Well, we do. We did. I hear, I got a goddamn fucking confusion. I've read a little uh, post that Impact made about a match that's happening at Impact, which could change what you're saying. So we're going to have to see what happens because I'll tell you after we discuss this what they announced for this Thursday. Night. Oh, thank goodness. So you already they have, you're already living in the in the future because I know Scott yes. Tamore, uh, he, you know, he, he lets us know certain things. They didn't do a ton of like, hey, watch Impact this week. They must know. We, we're a four times a year company. You watch you watch Hard to Kill, Rebellion, Slammiversary, and Bound for Glory. That's all you need to pay attention to with this company. I do enjoy I do enjoy how hyped they made uh, we're returning to where it all started. Yes. Nashville. It's like you guys were just in Nashville for like a, a, like two years. It's, it's in their arena now, and it's actually what I really loved, even though you could tell he's getting old. The original guy did the voiceover at the end, but you can tell he's old. Yeah. So we go after this match. By the way, Macklin versus Josh Alexander really screams like a velocity match to me. I Like I know that I, I know Macklin's not the same Macklin. But him versus Josh Alexander sounds like such a velocity. It just sounds like I I don't know if you're going to get me excited. I pay five bucks a month for my Ultimate Insiders. It might, it might be on the line if that's the next pay-per-view event. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white we kids. We'll have to see what's going to happen on Under Siege and May Day, whichever. I think it's May Day comes first. So we have May Day coming, but I don't know if that's going to be part of the back plus. They didn't describe what that is in the whole two-night tournament event thing the citrus thing i don't know what they're doing which which one comes first i don't know thank you raging text it even felt like hannafin was not sure what he was saying when he was doing that read like <laughs> later in the show he was kind of we have uh and then he like looked to his left at his papers under siege and may day like that part was really he did not know what was coming up he was ready to say backlash and judgment day and they took that from him so we go backstage, you know, Josh Alexander, his wife is one of the worst actresses. I think, can you agree with me on that? It was really cringe to have his wife back there trying to sell me this match. She wasn't that good of an actress. I think she's a better wrestler than an actress. So she was just like trying to be a supportive wife, but her, their son did a greater, better job of selling. I like, think the sun was great. Like, I almost want to pull that up, how bad she was, because it almost made me stop watching. I thought, oh, God. And this is the stuff I don't like. I don't like walking weapon, vanilla babyface family guy. I want walking women, uh, walking women, <laughs> walking weapon, kick ass, submission, spit the mouthpiece out, break an ankle. I want the, the one that had to deal with Ethan Page as his tag team partner. Like, Ethan was goofy, all ego, and then he had this tough maniac with him. I like. I want that. Like Macklin is kind of being what Josh Alexander used to be. Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you, an AJPW guy. But either way, Gino, that was terrible backstage. It did not get me excited for the match. Scott Demore did his best, and how many? T Gino, this has been six months in the making. You like we we make fun of WWE for. This is the biggest WrestleMania main event match ever. Like I, or we make fun of, that was my Excalibur voice. We make fun of Excalibur for shit. This was so laughable by the end. Six months in the making. Six months. Like Tony should have came out. Tony Khan. Six months from tonight. Six months, Josh. You're going to get your match. Gino, come on. He, but the thing is, at least Scott DeMore did get to channel his Team Canada coach and be like, I'm going to tell you one last thing as your coach to be. This is your moment that you have to beat him. You're not going to be able to have another opportunity. So he was still channeling his old character as the coach. Poor Team kids Canada. are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you so much. They're just as bright and just as talented, Gino. I don't know why people are doubting that. Let me see. Let's, I, we might have to pull it up, Gino, because it was so... Oh, so that was the best part of it. And Josh's son was cool. Well, yeah, Scott was good. Josh, Josh's son was good. But yeah, his wife just made me not want to watch wrestling ever again. It was like the kind of wrestling that 
when my my brother used to walk by my bedroom and we I'd be watching it, feel the sting, and it would be just something really really cringe and and really off putting, and that would be the one thing that he sees. He would see like Jericho try and break the Jack Daniels bottle over Punk, and the bottle like shattered in his hand because it's not made out of real glass. So as he's rearing back, it just fucking evaporates in his hand. It was awful. Let me see if I can find it. You know, it was really bad. It wasn't as bad as I think I'm letting on. But it made yes, there were worse promos. That's not how I watch wrestling, you know. I don't go, well, it wasn't I do. Yeah, well, I've seen worse, so obviously this is this is tolerable. Like this is so bad. We're fine. Okay, please worry about yourself tonight. That yes. was pretty good. Tonight's match has been six months in the making. Six months in the making! Six months from tonight! We've waited so long. Honey, you have been dreaming, you have been working for this moment. For 16 years. At Bound for Glory, honey, don't you remember? You had a taste of that championship. <laughs> I don't know. It is. I like you had it's it true. in your hands. <laughs> only to get it away. The truth. We just want the entire world to see what we know. What do they know? And we know that Daddy is going to be an amazing champion, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. If this was just about what happened about for Gloria, I could leave it alone. See, why is he this character, Gino? Why can't he be a badass? Why is he like, we know that daddy's going to be an amazing champion. Like, I don't want that. I want fucking snapping ankles, spitting teeth out. His ear almost came off. That's why he wears the headset, Gino. Like, there's so many important badassery that's going on with Josh Alexander. And we're really neutering him by having his, his chick wife hanging out. And his little boy. His little boy's so cute. I mean, they are like changing his character a little bit to be more relatable. Similarly, like I feel what AEW is doing with my boy Ethan Page, because you think he's just a joke. He was just joke. No, all ego had that emotion, had that aggression, had that anger, had that heat that you only get when you really get that true Ethan Page. But he still sometimes shines even in AEW. No, that's but, a so good point. So they neuter Mr. Jonathan. So he, Josh, so he gets more relatable, be like, oh, he's just a normal guy, but he still is a walking fucking weapon. He'll destroy everyone like he may do in this main event. There's nothing relatable about you finally get the microphone and you just scream, shut up, Jimmy! Don't you, you stop it! There's nothing relatable. Nobody's like that in real life. I do. So, no, Chino, you're inside all day. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Thank you, Vega Wars, for the chicken winner. I'm being relatable. Thank you, Vega Wars! So, Gino, no, nobody's like that in real life. I like that you're thinking that's relatable. Like, here I am watching a man and his and his son and his wife, and they're having this conversation. She's bringing up his struggles. And to you, a comparison of relatability is, he's shut dead up, dead. Sammy! Because he's so pissed off. The thing is, he still is pissed since Battle for the Belts 2. I still remember how he got busted up for no fucking reason by that unsafe worker, that piece of shit saving about. Yeah, so but he had reason to be angry. You're sure, but you know, he, the way he just yelled was just so silly and cartoonish that it's not relatable. And this is relatable. I agree with you. You're half right. I like that I, I bring up Josh Alexander and you try and defend shitty Ethan Page. Josh Alexander is the good one. Okay. Let's. They're both the good Can we establish that? Like, Josh Alexander is Deshaun Michaels. Ethan Page is clearly the Marty Gennetti. Okay. One of them is about. One of them is. Spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't watched Rebellion. One of them is the Impact World Champion, and the other one is Scorpio Sky's second banana. Eventually, he'll be world champion. I uh, hope. Yeah, yeah, he'll win I the title at, at Revolver Pro. He'll definitely get a shot there. But yes. yeah, not not the best segment uh, to get me excited for this match because like you could just tell they really wrote it down for her. Like, make sure you say six months in the making. Like, she hit every bullet point that they were going to use in the in the promo package later in the night. They used it in the package at the beginning of the, of the pay per view. I just thought the whole thing was very very like oh come on like it was fine. But it, but wasn't it like reminiscent of when we bitch about WWE and the scripted promos? Like this was. Go on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. This was the most scripted promo we've ever seen. A shiny uni from an AEW New Japan guy. Can you? Who would that be? Do you think that's Jay White? It could be anyone. It could be Jay White. It could be Okada. It could be Skuzichiko Okada. Uh, so the next match, you know, this was a dream match. Okay. Because even Nathan Weller was like, why do you still like Tiana Parazzo? And I said, I don't, but I just can't forget 
how amazing her matches were in 2021. Like she was having incredible matches and he was like, woohoo. And I said, with Taya. And then they ran it back. Gino, they did it again. I have to ask you though, why does Deanna not wrestle in the one piece bathing suit anymore? What is this? She's like, no, I'm wearing high waisted pants in a, in a bra. Like she wants to wear that. And it's just not her most flattering outfit. The one piece. She's so cute. She was so cute in the one piece. And I don't mind her in this, like, attire that she's been going with now especially for this match this is a big moment for her so she wanted to be able to work the way she wants to be able to work as comfortable and safe as she can against Ty Valkyrie there's two legends in the make yeah and it was now TBH great match uh like after watching the first match which I thought was good uh this one was even better and I you know I don't know uh I know that I have a bias because actually I really like both these people and even watching this, I was so confused how, like, Taya did not work in WWE. Like, she just struts around. Is it because she's not, like, in super good shape? Is it the same the same reason we have complaints about Deanna? I don't know why the whole thing. Because, like, I tried, like, listening back to her discussion with uh, Chris Van Vliet when she was released. And she doesn't even know why it happened. Like, 2.0, she came in, like, right before 2.0 happened. So she was, like, between all the change. And, like, she's still fit for both of them. But she still gets released because no reason. And they released her husband not too long after. It was really weird and really obscure. Yeah, really weird. And, yeah, this – I would say this match was just another example of – why Deanna is so good because maybe, and maybe this is why she's been having shitty matches lately is because she needs that right opponent because her and Taya are able to tell the story where Deanna's like smaller. She's uh, scrappier and she fights dirtier. So she's able to tell because Mickey's kind of a grimy character as well. So I think maybe there's just something about like in that circumstance, Deanna has to be Queens Gambit royalty. I'm a technician when she's fighting Taya, since she's smaller, she's like the scrappier throwing more strikes, trying to be more of a Mickey James character. So th- this she's, she feels more underdogish and it was an amazing match kind of ended suddenly. Uh, TBH, we got to see the road to Valhalla, the glam slam. And then it, it, it felt kind of out of nowhere. I don't have the runtime in front of me, but it was a very good match, second of the show. And yeah, we have a new AAA Reina de Reyes champion. The four, she's a four-time champion, you know. Yes, she is. And the last time she held, she held it for four hundred plus days because AAA doesn't always have their title defenses at their Triple Mania. What? A new subscriber in Malachi Black. Thank you so much, Nathan Weller. We were just running down your favorite match, Nathan. You would have loved it. Oh, it's my. only nine minutes of your life. You could just watch nine straight minutes of a basic women's wrestling. Yeah, game. look, a Russian leg sleep against the ring. Like there was a lot of good spots in this match, and again, the storytelling. Deanna scrappier, smaller, uh, fighting dirtier. Taya, she's like. For some reason, she's the babyface. She's like, I'm doing this for the for the honor and glory that is lucha libre. Like she always speaks Spanish whenever she says those Spanish words, you know. Yeah, she's loca. La loca. Yeah, she's yeah. La loca. She always hits the accent really hard whenever it's about that. So Nathan, you're gonna love it. Trust me, amazing match. Um, and yes, I, I this one is a must watch. The first one you can probably skip that one. This one is a must watch. You gotta watch this match. So, Gino, we then go backstage, okay? Malachi Black says, what the fuck is this? Where is Jeezy? I don't need to see these two has beans looking fat. Gino! Malachi Black says, what the fuck is this? Where Uh. is Jeezy? I don't need to see these two has beans looking fat. He did it twice. He got it in there twice somehow. Uh, Did you have anything else about that? The women's match? I just thought this was an amazing match. It's worth watching. It's only nine minutes. It's not too much of your time. You have to, like consume and put in there so it's good easy watch for two great women's wrestlers and i know that nathan's saying that they're both out of shape i say just watch it with the with the bottle of lotion nearby i'm not going to say anything else tasha steels has come so far from her humble days in nwa you know i remember watching her come out thinking where did they find this like independent wrestler she looks like a local uh, like a local wrestler for wwe she's coming out to get squashed now she's she's amazing she's tasha banks she is just like the promo she cuts backstage with Gia Miller, which I typically hate. Has anybody ever cut a good promo? Whenever I see a Gia Miller, I just imagine Rosemary and Havoc sitting there making me cringe. Luckily, we have 
Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans to hype me up. This got me really excited for this this dumb women's match, by the way. I was not excited for Rosemary Tasha Steeles until Tasha was like, oh, Yes, it was great. But also with Gia Miller, I feel like her best promos are when she's with Ace Austin because they have a good pair because they're actually, she's his valet on uh, Revolver Pro. Do they bang? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You're trying to tell they me could, they bang? They could. But at least right now, all I know and all I can say is that Gia Miller is like Ace Austin's valet in fucking Revolver. Do you Sandy like Cohen. Do you like her on Impact, though, like in this role? I don't mind her as an interviewer. I think she's okay. Isn't she so she's so vanilla though? Like I know I love that you're she's she's there's worse. Is there? Can you name a worse? Uh Josh says jujitsu is starting good night. V ladies don't let the bed bugs bite. I love you, Gino. You are so wrong. uh, Give us a commentator is better than an interview. Jiu-jitsu is starting. Good night, ladies. Don't he's do he's doing jujitsu, Gino. Back up. Catch the he's buzz. Thing. A war. No, he's not watching anything. He's going to jujitsu. He's learning how to stop a takedown from Kevin. Vega Wars! Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you for the chicken winner. Thank you for the hydrates. He sent so many of them. I'm, I'm gonna finish this water again. I gotta up the number on that. Poor kids are just as yeah. bright and just as talented. Yeah, I do as white feel kids. like if it's jujitsu kaisen, enjoy the fucking show. It's amazing anime. The movie I still have. Had a chance to see yet, so enjoy it if that's what you're watching. Poor kids are just as bright and just that's as talented. You think Josh Matthews is worse than Gia Miller? That's so wrong. Do you remember when Tim White was killing himself? Now that was not him interviewing Tim White. That's that was different. As an interviewer, he was not that good. He During was interviewing. The, I, mean, cop, I don't think those were interviews. He was on the phone, like saying, "Are you okay? Is everything?" He that's like he didn't interview. No, Tim White. come on. Yeah, he would be like a, he would find Tim White out in the wild. And he would and he would interview him. You don't remember these? These were awesome. I don't think those were interviews. That was just him trying to be the handler of Tim. I'd be like, don't kill yourself. You stay alive. No, dude, they're all interviews. You're you're wrong. Yeah, no, they're just segments. They're not Every single one of them was an interview. You know, we're gonna go okay, long because okay, I keep then. I keep pulling stuff up to show you. Every one of them is Josh Matthews wearing his dumb suit, holding a microphone, finding Tim White just in a random place, and going. Uh, hey, hey, Tim White, uh, I, I heard you dislocated your shoulder on the Hell in a Cell. Like, every single one is the same thing. Yeah, I guess they were. So maybe a worse interview would have been Todd Grisham. Long-time WWE official Tim White attempted to, well, end it all. However, I'm happy to report that that didn't happen. And joining me right now, Tim White. See? <laughs> Every single Tim, one. For everyone out there who doesn't know what happened. Every single one starts off as an interview, so like it's just their it's just their gimmicky way of like, oh well, Josh is our backstage reporter. He's gonna be able to go back and he'll find Tim White out in the wild and he'll interview him straight up. So I love it. But uh, and Todd Gresham, by the way, I mean, or Tom, what's what did you say? <laughs> Todd, Grisham, Todd Gresham. Todd Grisham was great. Like this. Todd Grisham was great on Bite This. You know, he was only Bite This, and he was good. That's what I would say. No, he was good on ECW as well. He (laughs) he was very good. That's you're being rude. Gia Miller's the worst. Just admit it. Uh, Oh, she's not. Because this is how you this is how you critique your wrestling. By the way, you just go, she's not the worst, and then you can't name the worst. You just name people that you're like, I bet, I bet, Bleedies can't pull up. Yeah, I just pulled up a good Josh Matthews clip. Remember, he asked John John Morrison, "How well are you walking?" I forgot about that. He's amazing. Okay, thank you, Gino, for proving my point. That was good. Tasha okay. Steele's rules. You're right again. Exhibition yes. champion. Ladies Poor and gentlemen. Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you so much, Malachi Black. I am on fire. You listening to me school, Gino, about Todd Grisham. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we now begin our impact championship portion of the evening. The previous <laughs> match was not an impact title. So, Gino. That is true. X Division Championship, Ace Austin, your boy, Mike Bailey, my boy, Trey Miguel, nobody's boy. Is, is Trey Miguel, this was my big note from this match, he does not belong in this match. The feud is clearly Ace Austin, Mike Bailey, one-on-one for the X Division Championship. Too bad the freaking champion was in the way. Like It really felt like a lot of the, like when cool things would start happening, Trey Miguel had to get involved somehow. Because I guess, yes, this is his title match. 
Yes, the story I thought was really good, though, too. Ace Austin trying to be like, this just between me and you, Bailey. We got to just get down Trey Miguel. He's not an issue. He's a non-factor. Fucking John, uh, Josh Alexander fucking broke my ankle. We just got to take out this guy. Then we got the one-on-one match we're set to have. And Mike Bailey's like, okay. But he doesn't sign with him. He sides with himself because Mike Bailey's the best. But Mike Bailey might not be able to pull it off this week. Wait, what's Mike Bailey doing this week? This week was his match against Trey Miguel and Ace Austin. No, this pay-per-view event. That oh, you happened. mean the pay-per-view. Yes. Okay. Yes, this match. That night, he might not be able to pull it off because of that third man Trey Miguel had to be involved. Did, how long have they been doing this Trey Miguel spray painting bit? I think they did it since he came back when they had him like go for a while. Then he finally came back because they weren't sure where Trey Miguel was going to go since the Rascals left. Dude, he needs to go to WWE now. Like him, so let, let me let's run it down a little bit. So this was a a triple threat match for the X Division Championship. Mike Bailey is incredible. Like he really all of the moves he hits. Like you watch like the Ultimate Weapon. Yeah, Lockheed Black says that was the dumbest shit I've seen. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. Like watching this guy fake spray paint. Like I thought that was silly. Um, it, like it could be cool, but they need to have some sort of like you know what a smart board is. You know. Yes, I know a smart board. They need to have like smart board up there where he actually has to touch it and do it, and then it leads to like an explosion of color or something. But uh, that's not what this is. This this looked really low budget and really shitty. Uh, so he, I, I do have a question from this match, though. Ace Austin clearly rules. He clearly is above a lot of this stuff, I feel. Like, not this stuff, but he just seems like a WWE guy to me at some points. Like, this match... I felt like his personality, even as a heel cruiserweight who still has to flip around and flop around, he just stands out as somebody that could go to the WWE. He could work the WWE style. That's the thing. I think he's above WWE's style. He's so fucking good. He's like Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey also is like so good, so crisp and clean with his talent in the ring that they are, I think, even better than some of like the mainstays in WWE right but now. But what do you mean like the WWE, like they're better than WWE style? Like just the, the style of, because like, I'm talking about character work. Like I like Mike Bailey too, but the look of him doesn't scream WWE to me. Like I look at Ace Austin and if you were telling me that he was fighting uh, L.A. Knight or Santos Escobar or or Kevin Owens. I can see these feuds happening on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I don't see that with Mike Bailey, and I love Mike Bailey. I'm just saying there's there's a certain package that WWE looks for. How come Ace Austin isn't has never hit that? I think it's because nowadays in 2022, their packages look for bigger, younger guys that are True. giants, like six foot out above. Now that are in their 20s and not independent wrestlers. Hey, and Mustafa Ali was back on Raw. And Cody Rhodes, I know he pretends that he's like a super heavyweight. He's a pretty little guy. So we can keep saying, like, they're looking for Von Wagner's. But at the end of the day, they're still pushing guys like Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. So, But their next in line program shows us that they want bigger guys. Yeah, but they want bigger guys. It doesn't mean they're going to get them. So if they have an Ace Austin who's trained and can do wrestling moves, they're going to take him over a Gable Stevenson if he can't do a belly-to-belly suplex. <laughs> So got to see whether the years come for Ace Austin, but I think he's going to stay with Impact for another few years. Ace Austin hit the fold. I love that move. I always forget it. Every time I see it, I go, what the fuck's he doing? It's just really like a flipping DDT, like running move. It's so awesome. And I didn't expect him to win the belt. I really didn't. I thought Trey Miguel would lose it. I just thought Mike Bailey was kind of an obvious, well, he's got a lot of momentum. Ace Austin can chase him, but it almost makes more sense for Mike to chase Ace Austin. True, and hopefully since Ace Austin has the title, we can have Bad Bad fold back so we can have his heavy back. What's going on with Eddie? Ed- so Eddie Edwards cut that heel promo like, yeah, I fought Chris Bay. He was really bad. Not a good promo. But, uh, and then, of course, they do what they always do. They make sure that they go to Matt Taven, who kills it. Then they go to uh, Mike Bennett, who kills it. Even Vincent was pretty charismatic in his little backstage yep. bit. And Sadly, PCO was dead, but he came back to life, though. Like We couldn't get him in this promo. Sadly. He was not in this promo. He was not there. I need your help, though, on this little number. What is this? What is this, Gino? Like, I'll tell you after it's finished. I like this. Eddie Edwards goes up in flames. Or melts. E G V. That looked like low key. Those are binary. It's binary. I can't read that. 
That's the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. EGV. It's got lights and x-rays. Thank you, Vega Wars. So, Gino, that person apparently is coming soon to an Impact Wrestling near you. I didn't know what it meant. EGV, break it down. Now, what I did is I went through and I watched this back and I did the whole binary, like converted it to English, like to words and letters. And it is S-A-M-I. Oh, okay. Well, then that changed. That makes it really fucking easy. I'm so glad that you were able to like go back and rewatch and enter what the binary means. What does EGV mean, though? I don't know what he means like that. If it's going to be a stable that he does like fucking OVE or if it's going to be something completely different, but yeah, I guess it's going to be Sammy Callahan come back because his leg, like, he can walk now. So who knows what Sammy's going to do when he comes back. Thank goodness. He can walk again. And, and it has been a very long time. So yes, we are due for some Sammy Callahan. That was very cryptic. You solved it immediately. As soon as you said yes. it, I was like, that's makes- when I saw like Eddie, I was like, yeah, so it's fucking Sammy. Because then he gets burned off first. What's the Josh tie in? Maybe to be world champion because he's the only guy from Impact who really has tried to help Impact. He was the first guy to really want to beat Kenny Omega for the title for Impact. And he had not just for their own goals. And he had a broken foot, right? Because that x ray could have been a hand or a foot. So maybe the x ray was of the foot and they were showing like lights and who knows. So yes, excited for that. So Jonah versus Ishii, or as I call this, the Geno main event, dude. This screams like a Geno match because uh, Jonah comes out looking awesome. Big fucking dude. And then he, she, he comes out like a little fucking like old guy walking to the ring. And Geno, another match where Jonah has to like, he's wrestling down to his competition. Like, wh- what is this Ishii guy? Give me the, give me the breakdown. Why is he, why, why, what's the respect I'm supposed to have for him? Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii, or Ishii, is an amazingly talented, strong style wrestler. His whole big thing is that he stiffs motherfuckers. He hits you fucking hard with his elbows, his clothesline, that lariat that you got to see at the finish. Tomohiro Ishii also has the amazing headbutt because he has the strongest head in wrestling. Tomohiro Ishii is a legend, and this was an amazing big man match that Ishii got the big W on John. And so you're saying, like, you like, so other than he wrestles like Minoru Suzuki and every other guy from Japan, uh, Kojima, like everyone else, he's so stiff. So what did what was it about him? Was he like a New Japan guy or an All Japan guy? What did he do that made him stand out from the lot? To me, what made, like, because I, when I first saw Tobihiro Ishii, I was like, this dude, because he has no neck. His neck is not there. He's just a stone pit bull who just could lariat the fuck out of you. And I was like, this dude's exciting. This dude's great. Because again, his stiff shots, his match with, uh, I think it was Naito I saw, where Naito fucking flips inside out for the lariat was sick. And that was like one of my first matches. I was like, this dude's amazing. Tommy Rishi. He doesn't look like he's that talented, but he's just this big dude who can just eliminate people, just throwing Don't them off their fucking heads. Bright, he's amazing kids. because Naito did a backflip. Thank you so other much. People, not just Naito. He did like the Kishi Bob. Like other people did like backflips. But like to me, Tommy Rishi, he's like, this dude's good because he's, I like stiff work sometimes. I like the big stiff arms. Like I told you, I love fucking Stan Hansen. Yeah. Well, fucking everybody. Well, then, yeah, I bet you love this match because even Jonah threw a couple slow motion punches because he she he was taking forever to get up. This was the worst match of the card. And I was so frustrated because I think Jonah has this weird potential in my head that he could be like the main he could be a main guy on him. Like he's top dog. He's got he's the dude from uh, NXT. He left there as like their champion. Almost. There's so many good things about Jonah. And they keep, you know, I know he lost to Josh Alexander, which made sense. But this did not make any sense. Why would he lose to this old fuck who could barely move? Because he has so much respect for Ishii that no, he, he decided didn't book it. that he wanted to help respect Ishii. I think he did. Deep down, no, hold like, on. You, you get mad at you can win or lose. you get mad at Sting for like beating up like Blade and Butcher. Here we have That's Ishii. Two on one situation. This here is we, a one on one here we have Ishii who like has no like credibility in the United States. In my opinion, here's Jonah, who's like the future star of Impact Wrestling, and he's gonna lay down for Ishii. What? Where does this go now? What the fuck? Are they going to run it back? Who cares? They could run this back, especially since we also had Ishii wrestling that technically Tuesday night, but Friday night on Rampage against Adam Cole in a really good match. 
which I'm cold one. So Ishii got to get his win back by beating Joe in another great American wrestler. He's not American. He's from Australia. Yeah, he's, not, he's, he's not. He's a, an he's, Australian American. He's not American, and this match was was very slow motion. I get it's a big man match, so they were both wrestling like Undertaker and Mordecai, but it was very, very, very I just slide. It was like the PCO thing. Some of the spots were impressive and really cool, but then you would kind of have to sit there and watch Jonah. He'd be like laying on the mat, looking around, like. Are you going to do it, you old fuck? Or what's going on here? Like, poor Jonah is having to job out or at least work with these old fucks who cannot keep up with him. He needs to be working with guys like Johnny Gargano. He needs to be working with guys like like an Ace Austin. But for some reason, they got him working these old fucks. We will see him hopefully get into a different picture and be in, like, the title picture today. Impact, but right now, they're just trying to showcase the this dude is the top dog. He's the big dog here at Impact. So we're going to get him to hopefully get in the top picture now. Just like it took us months for us to finally get Steve back to the possibility of a title picture. We took a few <laughs> months in the x where he wasn't winning and was not winning, but now he's finally getting these big wins at these Impact events. He was getting pretty big wins even before, like, that triple threat. Not that big. Yeah, he was. He, you know he was in the title. He was, like, one, like, board meeting away from just, you know what, put Macklin in there. We love this guy. And now he's finally there. He, and he's not technically in the title picture unless you got some spoilers. Tag team challenge. Now this was very, very disappointing for me, Gino. What? It nobody said it was a tag team turmoil. It was an elimination tour. I said it was elimination. Eight teams. Yeah, but the elimination doesn't mean two teams and then one goes back and then another team comes out. Like it was just a tag team turmoil. I thought it was fine. No, I thought this was a really good match. It was a, it was fine, but it was also a letdown because here I am like waiting for 16 people in the ring at one time. What's going to happen? This is like hell in a cell, but with like, this is like Armageddon, hell in a cell. What's going to happen? And then it was just, oh no, it's just tag team turmoil. We, we see these on Raw. But not like this. We don't see it like this, like the opening two participants. But did you teams. know it was going to be like that? Did you? I had an idea they were going to do something like this. Yes. The, yeah, because this felt like they robbed me. Like if I would have paid $40 because I didn't pay for the HD one. I only paid 30 I was very, very frustrated, Gina. Like why? Why? Why would you have a tag team turmoil like this and not, not advertise it as such? Like tag team challenge made me think we were going to get like, okay, eight teams start outside the ring. And the first two teams to get in the ring, they're the winners. Like I, something, not just turmoil. I understand that. I thought, like to me, I thought this was kind of what they were going to do because I was like, the ring can't fit eight teams. So like they had to be one on one teams. Like so, I thought it was like it made sense. Yeah, I, I hated it. All eight of one I, by one. Now I now I got to be honest. Chelsea Green is the heel valet is fantastic because I, I've been saying this for months. I can't tell if she's hot, but now that she's a villain, it's almost like the. Um, it's almost like the Summer Rae effect where it's like, well, she's hot enough to be like, well, I, she's hot enough to pretend she's the hottest chick in the room, you know? So that's what Chelsea's doing very well here. The major players look great. Them being heels just works in in this new post-WWE world that they're living in. And by the way, I'm thinking Matt Cardona's in his red and yellow Hulkamania run. Have I made this, this argument to you before? Run. We have. We've made this whole argument, whether it be his red and yellow or Hollywood. This is his best run his entire career. This is it's red and yellow, dude. That he fucking developed. He made his great time in the developmental system of WWE main roster system. And now he can finally be the champion of the world, winning seven titles right now. Really, if you're a wrestling promotion, he needs to be your champion or you're not a wrestling promotion. 2022. <laughs> He's not even impacts world champion, but he is the impact media, digital media world champion. So yes, that is world championship. He's just throwing the word world in it though. Isn't that it? Counts. It's not actually. So Jordan, if Grace need him to get a title. Every promotion needs to have me one champion. The TNT championship should be going to Matt Cardona right now. He was an eight. Matt Cardona. He, you make me hate Matt Cardona, by the way, because he's, he's, <laughs> he's, still, he's still mid Cardona in a lot of respects. Like you say, he's the world champion. Yeah. Of like NWA, like the sixth, ranked company in america all these other little companies that you know the names of that i don't like yes he is the world champion this is why wwe doesn't have a world champion because any any jamoke can be the world champion who's the universal champion so and now it's unified universal champion. i love it amazing chelsea green is much better as a heel about that already jordan grace and morrissey that entrance was fantastic because cardona and grace have been feuding for months so it was kind of so cool. Morrissey and Morrissey. And fucking Brian. Yeah, and Brian. And the most professional wrestler. Yes. Um, 
Which, by the way, you always talk about Matt Cardona. You like don't like Brian Myers anymore. Like, oh, Brian Myers is always the most professional wrestler, but I think the greatest professional wrestler is Matt Cardona. So there's the greatest and the most professional. That's what I. So th- and then another reason why I don't like tag team turmoil. It was proven immediately. Like, okay, tag team match on a pay per view. The major players won in like two minutes. <laughs> They did win in two minutes, thanks to some <laughs> distractions, thanks to some work with the major players. But then W. Morrissey, being the piece of shit he is, showing that he's not a professional like Brian Myers, attacks both of them and attacks Chelsea Green after the match. That was awesome. I even wrote that in my notes. Remember how quiet the arena was when Morrissey put Alicia Edwards through a table? Like the world like stopped and people were like tweeting like cancel Impact Plus, violence against women is not okay. And then here tonight. Pff, Chelsea Green goes to a table. We're like, yeah, fuck you, Chelsea. Like, we were loving that spot tonight. That was really fun. So, I don't know, Gino. I thought like that was at least interesting. We're going to care. And once I found out it was Tag Team Turmoil, I'm like, well, neither one of these teams are going to make it to the end anyway. Like, they might as well just eliminate each other. Here we go. And then the major player, who was up next? The Good Brothers? Good Brothers came out to get rid of the major players. WWE tag team match right here. This classic. And so they beat them easily. And then Zicky Dice and the Swingman came out. And, yes. I, and I chuckled, but I just kept thinking, this is bullshit. Like you guys. Yeah, did- because we know the Good Brothers are the chump chumps right here. This chump chump challenge right here. You told me that I was getting an eight-man tag or an eight-team tag team challenge for the championships. And now I'm watching the Good Brothers wait as Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice come down. And like yes. it made me laugh Swinger's a little dungeon. bit. It made for for my what? Swinger's dungeon. We have Swinger's dungeon right here, Johnny Swinger, Zicky Dice, and the Chump Chump Challenge. But this this would have been okay. It would have been okay if it was like every man at the same time. But it was just, oh, my gosh, I was so ready. So they got eliminated immediately. And, again, I just thought, why the fuck would you advertise this? This is stupid. And then and then Rich Swan, this is why they did it. Rich Swan comes out and saves the day. Rich Swan and Willie Mack, finally like a regular pay-per-view tag team match. Good Brothers, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, amazing contest between the two teams. And uh, can't even remember. Uh, Rich Swan lost. Yes, they lost, so then we got the real team coming out to face the Good Brothers, that being Honor No More. The OGKs, you mean? Yes. The yes. O- well, yeah. Honor No More, of course. We had Vincent and fucking Kenny King. That was a fun little distraction. Uh, so for those who didn't see it, let me paint it. Um, the the big thing, Honor No More, comes up, and it even shows like Matt Taven and uh, Mike Bennett. The commentator even goes, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. And I'm even looking like, wait, that's Kenny King. Did something go wrong? What's what's happening? Pfft, I'm an idiot. They worked me so good, you know, because the OGKs attacked the Good Brothers from behind. It was fantastic. What a setup! Now Carl Anderson did hit the the RKO, which I thought was that's very. Stuck. I thought thought that was strange, and they still ended up. Uh, the OGK still ended up winning because Maria was holding. Uh, uh, Carl Anderson's leg down or whatever, but it was just a cool way. Like the good brothers are clearly like heels, but now I think maybe with Jay white, it looks almost like with Chris Bay, the good brothers, they're going to be the baby face faction up against honor. No more now. Right. In impact. Yes. But if they do anything with new Japan, their heels because of what happened with the God, the God or the baby face. I think God so, are the heels now. That would be interesting. If we go that far, but like so far, fucking, Tommy, like Tomatonga has been with New Japan shirts, like he's a baby face. It doesn't look right. Yeah, he's he's born to be a heel. So I think I think <laughs> this is perfect. We will flip it. Even though the the Bullet Club did the dastardly deeds, they can just spin it. Like when you're Bullet Club, you Bullet Club for life. And you guys were always talking shit about the other Bullet Clubbers that left or some shit. Who knows? That was my Jay White yes. impression. Uh, Heath Slater, Heath Slater, and Reiner come up shockingly. They eliminate the OGK. Like I thought, and again, I was very annoyed because now I'm thinking OGK is going to run it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm behind this version of Matt Taven. I like Mike Bennett. It'll it makes sense for them to win the titles tonight, uh, even though this is a nonsensical t- tag team turmoil. And uh, no, Heath Slater, and Ryan, I'll get the win. Yes, because you forgot their storyline between Heath Slater and Heath. 
and Rhino and Violent by Design. So we had to do Violent by Design received and Rhino. Yes, because this is still a hot angle that they haven't referenced in months. VBD are almost baby faces at this point. But, you know, Heath Slater and Rhino, they, they, they what a long storied history. But yes. why, why didn't they say it was a tag team turmoil? I don't know why. They wanted to give it a different name because there's eight teams. Maybe tag team turmoil with them is only four teams or five teams. So it's like an even bigger number. So we had to make it sound bigger than what it really is. Just do WWE style then. Just go, the biggest tag team turmoil in history. We need Josh Matthews That would have been better. We should get Josh Matthews back on commentary. Tasha steals and Rosemary. Uh, Havoc gets thrown out. That was a fun surprise because obviously like Savannah Edwards is the one. Or Evans. What did I, what did I just say? <laughs> Not Eddie. Yeah. Eddie Edwards was uh, in, in Rosemary's corner. Uh, this match was okay. I, I, you know, it was fine. The crucifix bomb, by the way, is the dumbest move in wrestling. I'm gonna keep <laughs> it really saying is. that. And sadly, we got to see how badly Tasha can botch and mess up because Rosemary, she was ready for it, and Tasha wasn't ready to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch it again? Because I think watch it again. I, Let's watch that spot. I think Rosemary. I, Tasha I think they both fucked it up, and I think it's a stupid move anyway. So. It is. And uh, I did enjoy the spot where Rosemary hit the mist on Savannah. I thought that was a nice like. She can't use it on uh, on Tasha. Tasha she, she already used it. Uh, good match. Made me realize, yeah, I'm right. I don't like Rosemary. Tasha but steals. This was probably her best match you've ever seen of Rosemary. And soon you'll see better Rosemary matches. Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. Although I did enjoy her and Havoc had a tag match a few months ago. That was pretty good. But, um, yeah, probably my favorite. Ro- or the, the Ultimate X, dude. I mean, Rosemary was yeah, good in that go. match. But... Yes, probably my or her, oh my gosh, her and sexy star, what a great match! So, Says Austin uh, Aries here. does the best crucifix bomb. It may, uh, maybe better than Tasha's. Good God, it makes yeah. no sense. Like if I'm if I'm about to be crucifix bombed, I'm just gonna drop to my knees or fall forward. Like it's one of those wrestling moves that if you were in a fight in a park and someone tried to do it, you'd have an immediate counter. Yep, you would. And that's thing. And Rosemary kind of at first, but then she wasn't prepared for Tasha to do it a second time, so she didn't know what to do. So but she almost got the upper hand and should have won. How annoyed are you when Josh brought his kid to the ring? I love that he brought his kid to the ring. Actually, it was really cute. It was nice, and he had the fucking gear just like his dad. So I was like, "This is kind of sweet." And he got to have this moment with his dad, and then he got the son back to Jade, and then we got ready for this amazing match with Moose and Josh. But you know, that's what I've been complaining about. Is like, like, oh, gooey, gooey Josh Alexander. Oh, he's got his son. Like, it's just fucking lame. He's not even tough anymore. He's got his kiddo. He's. I'm like nervous. I'm like, why did you bring your kid, you idiot? You got speared last time. Yeah, like, so now we have the story. That's like he brought his son out. That why we had a little moment with Moose. So we we got this to happen. So we can get behind Josh. Josh has reason to try to fucking kill Moose. Well, and then even Tom Hannafin, if I could uh, call out something that I think they were going for, and it did not work on me. Uh, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania, when Kofi was in the ring celebrating with his boys after he won the belt at WrestleMania, Tom Hannafin had the greatest call of his career. He just All he had to say was, Dad did it. And I'm sitting there crying. Kofi's with his boys. All this emotion. I didn't get that with Josh and his son. It just felt really forced and awkward and out of place, and I think everyone regrets it. I don't regret this. This was a really good emotional moment. I almost was teary-eyed here when he won this match. But this <laughs> no, was just an amazing contest between these two men. It was just an amazing one-on-one confrontation. Now, and we finally got Josh to win the title. And can we give Poughkeepsie some credit? They were fucking into this match, and it made me enjoy it way more. And, walking weapon, moose. And then like the other people go, sucks. Like, it was awesome. Like the crowd, It was Rock Hogan. Walking weapon, moose, sucks. Walking weapon, moose, sucks. It was weird. It was, and they did it a lot. I don't, did they pipe it in? How did they do it? It was this so. This was real. They were just so involved in this match because there are people like me who love fucking moose and they love fucking Josh Huggs. And they're like, these are two amazing wrestlers. They don't want either of them to lose. Yeah, you One like moose more. Lose. Like, it's strange. You're, you're, you were pulling for moose to win, like, in a lot of ways. I'm upset that Josh is a big pussy now, hanging out with, like, his wife and kids at work. Like, yeah, you know, I brought my kids to work today. Uh, so I hope uh, hope I have a good match. 
Yeah, why would you want a sympathetic baby face? No one wants real life anymore. We need I want, characters. I want a Steve Austin. I want that kind of a baby face champion. Josh Alexander used to be awesome, and don't pretend that he he was so fucking great when he was X Division champion, making dudes tap out. He was awesome when he was tag team champion, and all ego was silly, goofy, smiley Canadian. He was and- also fucking full of energy and hatred too. Even when he was all ego, just a comedy. You forget that he had heat too. He was okay. Hold on. Like Stop talking now. about Ethan Page. Josh Alexander <laughs> no. is the story, though. Josh Alexander is a world champion. Ethan Page is the story. Ethan Page is Scorpio Sky's friend. So Josh Alexander used to be this tough mouthpiece. Fucking, I can't lose. I'm untouchable. I'm a. I'm literally a walking weapon. That is. That's he my name. Is. That's he's my gimmick. Weapon. And now he's like, I'm a family man. Here's my boy. Like, who gives a shit? I want you to be tough guy, not relatable guy. He's relatable tough guy. That's the, he's defending his family. He's the weapon to his family to protect them. Yeah, and I don't want that. Weapon. I want I want to believe that if I say something wrong, he will hurt my family. Like that was the he would. that was the Josh Alexander that I loved. I like to pretend he didn't even have a wife because he was too violent. Now I got no family. Yeah, yeah, he had no family because he was just too. He was literally a Wolverine. He just was a slashing things and murdering things. Not not a rabid Wolverine like Chris Benoit. You know that's inappropriate. You mean like Butch? Butch is. The I rabid mean like Wolverine. Butch. Yes, I wanted him to be Butch. And you want the rabid Wolverine Butch. Yeah, that's what I need. And I and for some reason I have to get Family Man. Like this is worse than Sean coming out with Jose Lothario. Like at least that character wasn't tough guy, kick ass. He was sexy boy dance guy. How do we make him a champion? Make him belovable, serious baby face. For some reason we're doing that with Josh Alexander. When what made us fall in love with him was he wasn't like imagine if Austin, as soon as he became like the champion, it was here's my family, I got my daughters. I got, I've been divorced three times. I really don't have my life together. So, uh, so yeah, just, I'm really excited about WrestleMania 15. And there was that one kind of pro where he said, like, he needed that win. Like, I think it was the Rocky was talking about how he needs the money. So, he needed the win. It was like a backstage pro where it was like in the black room where it was just him sitting down talking. I think it was to Michael Cole or yeah. somebody to remember. Like, there's one pro where he does talk about needing the money. So, he is trying to be sympathetic and real about the money that he needs to pay for his bills. Yes, Gino, but they didn't do a video package every fucking week telling me that. They didn't have they didn't have his bill collectors show up on the pay-per-views and go, Steve, you owe us a lot of money here. Steve. It should have been IRS IRS should have showed up. Steve, be like, you, should pay Steve you are behind on your electric bill, my friend, and we are going to turn off that power if we don't get that $400 by the end of Sunday evening. So you better win that match or we're turning off the power, Steve. Like, can you imagine if they did that? They didn't because it would they suck. Showed up. And, it would have been great if they had IRS do it. Not even They're IRS. Just got to turn off the power. Just have me do it. Have me be that character. I, I'm going to imply for Impact Wrestling. Maybe my character. I'm going to be Josh Alexander's bill collector. You know, Josh, your children are at home and they don't have any power. You better successfully defend that title against Morsi at Under Siege. So, yes, that is under Siege's pay-per-view. But right now, sad to tell you, this Thursday night, we do have a world title match. Josh Alexander versus Moose Rebellion rematch. So I paid $30 to watch the non-HD version. And now you're telling me it's for free on TV. It's free on TV. This is Moose Moose, uh, Alexander 3. Yes, he gets. he's decided to cash in his rematch cause to be on impact. So we're going to get it for free television. Sweet. Well, that that makes me a little sad, but either way, uh, this was a really good show. Now, to talk about the match, by the way, fucking awesome. Uh, It was. It was a really good match. Amazing singles match because, yeah, I agree. Like, I don't like the kid shit they were trying to throw in there, but the kid wasn't in the match. So, Josh just stared at him like he was going to fucking punch the shit out of his wife. Yeah, I would have got Moose's wife involved, too. They should have just done that. (laughs) Family affair. Family feud on impact. They could have done something like that, but... Uh, yeah, really good match. Uh, I did not. I love the Styles Clash. That really got me. Yes, uh, that was sweet. Josh Alexander hit a Styles Clash. Moose hit a couple spears, a couple uh, uh, brogue kicks. Really, really good match. Uh, yes, I agree. Like Moose, I, I think his title run sucked. There was too much Eddie Edwards involved in it. But uh, him going out like this made me, you know, okay, cool. Moose is still in the running and still going to be around the title picture, even though I don't think Josh is losing it for a while. Yep, that's why I'm looking forward to this Thursday to see what happens because this time match might just be the setup 
for whatever they're going to do it under siege or the citrus battle or the fuck that one event is in may or may day who knows what we're doing next. i geezy in the chat I, an amazing point uh he says cute i watch wrestling to see jack dudes oiled up throwing each other around and tits and ass i don't want to see cute we don't want to see josh alexander's kids thighs gino this isn't biden's america I guess you're right. This isn't Biden's America. We shouldn't have this moment where a father and son get this moment, no matter if they're baby faces or heels in WWE or any wrestling promotion. Thank you. I agree. I like that. I like the way you said that. Because, yeah, because, yes, it, I, I look, I understand that they have families and lives outside of wrestling, but I want some kayfabe. I want a badass. I want Josh yes. Alexander to fucking kill people. So Randy should not have said on the bump and talk about his wife's podcast. So we shouldn't even be talking about Kim Warren having a podcast with Karen Angles. We shouldn't I even have we, we shouldn't even have the bump. The bump is stupid. I like that. the bump is <laughs> I like that. That's what you bring up. I had to bring up because I remember they just I saw this little bump before his wife's podcast. I'm like, why is they promoting a podcast that is not to be affiliated? Why is why are you watching the bump? Because it was Randy or it's 20. It's like it was a big celebration of Randy. So I think Randy's going to be talking about 20 years. Why not? You know, let's hear what Randy had to say. And he brought up his wife and they had a fucking graphic for their podcast. All right, Gino. I'm glad that you were watching the bump. Keep us updated on all things bump. Uh, how, how's, how's WWE 2K? You still loving it? I've been finding the time to enjoy the game. It's not a bad game. It's time consuming. What do you Fine. find the time? What do you mean? What's your time being wrapped up in otherwise? Uh conversation with other people what does that mean are you are you doing another podcast not another podcast just like more like private conversation with some people that i'm close to that to make sure they're okay you, there's some stuff going on that's private are you gonna wrap are you gonna do a podcast with these other people probably not so wait what do you mean for like three weeks you've been having like lengthy private conversations with people with some stuff going on with their twfs says gino praise on cutting women gino don't do that no that's not what i do there's just some stuff going on at some people's lives that I'm close to that I'm just making sure they're okay. So that's what. So as soon as you and I are done, that's what you're gonna go do. I'm uh, probably gonna go to sleep. Actually, <laughs> good for you, Gino. All right, I'll be right back with my friend Geezy. I know we're out of order tonight. If you're listening on the podcast feed, uh, we went early. We're picking up people from the airport. We're finding out that we're picking up people from the airport uh, six hours, seven hours ago. So we were able to pivot. And we're going to ride off into the sunset, and then we're going to ride back with Geezy right after this, Gino. You're going to love this. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. You have a good evening. You as well, sir. Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. 